0: So hello everyone, this is Yvonne and here we are for another episode of a to easy and today we will be talking about colorectal cancer which is the third most common cancer in both women and men But first, let's say hi to my co-host
1: Hey everyone, it's Harry um, So, colorectal cancer?
0: Yes, it is commonly an adenocarcinoma of the large bowel In fact, 95% of the cases are adenocarcinomas and it is most commonly located on the rectosigmoid colon.
1: Okay, so it's really common, mainly adenocarcinomas. What, what is the exact pathology behind colorectal carcinoma?
0: So it follows a sequence from epithelial dysplasia leading to an adenoma and then carcinoma. And this involves a number of genetic changes. First to oncogenes, APC and KRAS, and then to tumor suppressor genes, P53 and DCC. But I'm gonna put this into steps so it's easier to remember. We have number one, we have mutations of the allele of APC gene, which leads to the formation of small polyps, which are known as early adenomas. And then we have number two, which is when the early adenoma acquires a mutation of the proto-oncogen KRAS, which basically allows it to increase in size, so we have a larger adenoma. And the third and final stage is when the tumor suppressor gene mutations of P53 and DCC happen.
1: Okay, so that's a lot of path, but I guess you can summarize it as colorectal cancer is caused by the adenoma carcinoma sequence, which includes various genes like APC. But moving on to the patient to make us all happier, what makes us suspect that someone has colorectal cancer?
0: It really depends. But one slide that I remember striking me in medical school, I think it's because the lecture is so Uh, or so vivid in pointing out how important it is, is that you should always think of three things when you think of colorectal cancer, which is change in bowel habit, rectal bleeding, and iron deficiency anemia. But, more specifically, we have left-sided colon cancers and right-sided colon cancers. So left-sided colon cancers usually present with a change in bowel habit, rectal bleeding, And blood or mucus mixed within the stool if there's a rectal mass it can also present with tenesmus after defecation so what is tenesmus is when you go for number two and you feel like you have not completely emptied your bowels and left-sided colons can also present with obstruction so as a mass grows then lumen of the colon narrows and this is how we get bowel obstruction which presents
1: Okay, so um, bowel obstruction will present with constipation, sort of colicky type pain, potentially vomiting, and uh, if you're listening on examination, you might hear some high-pitched, tinkling bowel sounds.
0: Yes, that's a classic uh, thing you should say to your consultants. Uh, anyhow, uh, on the other hand, we have the right sided colon cancer, which does not cause obstruction, and it has a much later presentation, which makes sense because it's less close to the anus. So it presents with anemia, so the patient is quite fatigued, weight loss, and more rarely, we have lower abdominal pain. Also, we should never forget our flaws, which can present in both right-sided and left-sided colon cancer. And flaws stands for?
1: Flaws uh, stand for fever, lethargy, uh, reduced appetite, weight loss, and sweating, which we mainly ask about as night sweats. Exactly. OK, so the cardinal signs of bowel cancer are a change in bowel habit, PR bleeding, and unexplained iron deficiency anemia. Weight loss is also the characteristic feature, and we, we ask about that on floors. So from there, we can talk about left and right-sided cancer. Left-sided is much more common, and can present with tenesmus or maybe bowel obstruction. But who gets colorectal cancer exactly?
0: There are both environmental and genetic factors. Uh, so genetic factors include age, so it's an older patient that you can think of. And uh, then we have positive family history. So if one of your relatives has had cancer, it is much more likely that you get to have cancer. And then we also have hereditary syndromes. So when we're talking when we're taking our history, it is really really important to establish if another member of the family has had colorectal cancer or any cancer and which specific cancer they have had. So environmental factors include alcohol, smoking, obesity, Diet, diet specifically being low fiber, high fat, and processed meat. And there are also a number of medical conditions which have been associated with colorectal cancer, such as IBD, inflammatory bowel disease. So, if you remember from our Crohn's and UC's episodes, inflammation predisposes for malignancy.
1: Colorectal cancer is more common in those who are like older, over fifty, and those with a family history or an, or inflammatory bowel disease, mainly ulcerative colitis. So let's say we have explored all of that, and we move on to examining the patient. Any signs we should be looking for?
0: So there are not that many signs uh, in terms of examination. You may be able to see conjunctival pallor, and it might be the only sign you will see. Rarely, there might be abdominal pain on palpation. a rectal mass may be detected uh, on low-lying rectal cancers. This is where we go to complete my examination, I would like to do a DRE, Um, so that's where you might detect low-lying rectal mass. If the cancer has metastasized, which most commonly it metastasizes to the
1: liver, hepatomegaly and ascites may be the presenting point. So why exactly does colorectal cancer cause conjunctival pallor?
0: So, we have bleeding due to cancer, okay, and that results to blood loss. And subsequently, this results to iron deficiency anemia, which is what presents us fatigue and contractile pallor, as we have mentioned before.
1: Okay, so cancers have weird vascularization that causes blood loss, which results in anemia. And we can check that by looking at full blood count. And if you want to clarify it more, you can do iron studies. Any other investigation which can help you in diagnosing colorectal cancer?
0: Just to point out before I move to any other um, investigations, any man uh, above the age of 50 with iron deficiency anemia and any post woman with iron deficiency anemia should raise suspicion for colorectal cancer. So you should really, really investigate it. And in terms of bloods, apart from our FBC, we need to check on our LFTs in case of metastasis. And we, it's really important to check on tumor markers such as CEA, carcinoembryonic antigen. CEA is not actually diagnostic, but it is more useful to monitor the progress of the disease and the response to treatment. So we also have our stool samples, where it's really important to take a fecal occult blood, which is used as a screening test. More recently, we're using fecal immunochemical testing, FIT test, which uses antibodies. To basically detect human hemoglobin. Both tests aim at detecting blood. So, if someone is presenting with uh, PR bleeding, it's probably unnecessary to carry the test. And it's used as a screening test between the ages of 60 to 75 years old for every two years. But it's also important to note that there are other causes of a positive uh, feet and fecal occult blood tests like IBD, diverticulitis. So it's not a very specific test. It's just a very sensitive test.
1: Okay, so there's an NHS screening programme between 60 and 75, and every two years we offer the stool test, which um, is a faecal occult blood test, sometimes called the FIT test. And if that's positive, what exactly then happens?
0: So if they're positive, then the patients are referred using the suspected cancer pathway referral within two weeks. Important to note that... There is a scheme where between the ages of 55 to 60, people are offered a one-off flexi, basically, which is scoping the bowel as a screening test as well.
1: Okay, so there's also that test, 55 to 60. Yeah. What happens when you get referred on the two-week pathway?
0: So the two-week referral pathway leads to scoping the patient. So that can be a sigmoidoscopy, as the most common location of colorectal cancer is the sigmoid colon. Or a colonoscopy and there you also take a biopsy uh, to analyze and confirm the diagnosis.
1: So there's a screening test within the NHS and that can culminate in getting put on the two-week weight pathway and where you'll either get a colonoscopy or a sigmoidoscopy and what we're looking for there is a biopsy. Any other tests we need to know about?
0: So there are a few like uh, important ones to remember because they come up in SBAs. We have our Biome Conscious Studies where we get the characteristic apple core structure um, and we also could potentially do an abdominal ultrasound scan, which is used to check for hepatic metastasis. A CT scan of the abdomen, pelvis and chest can also be used to determine the extent of the local and distant disease, which means that you want to check if there is any metastasis else,
1: somewhere else in the body. Okay, so that that's staging, right? Yeah. So. Do we have any staging scores that we use
0: yes typically we use duke score to
1: for colorectal cancers and once you say you've done your duke staging how do you actually treat how do you manage colorectal cancer
0: okay let's go for our classic conservative medical surgical model conservative management involves analgesia and usually it's a choice if a patient is treated palliatively medical treatment involves chemotherapy and it's typically used in metastatic disease where, where surgical resection is not possible. And surgical resection is used for local tumours with the addition of chemo and or radio if it's a rectal cancer. And surgery is only cure treatment. So everything else you do is just to slow down the progression rather than cure the disease. And it's here where CEA comes in handy. Because although it's not very specific, it can be useful to monitor for recurrence.
1: So ideally, we do surgical resection for our patients if it's possible. And what are the mortality and survival statistics of having colorectal cancer?
0: So overall, five-year survival is approximately 60%. So only 60% of those who are picked up to have cancer survive after five years. And it's quite important to know that it is a bit of a shame because it's a, the most preventable cancer as with colonoscopy, we can finally remove the lesion that turns into cancer which are our adenomas, if you remember from the beginning Whereas you cannot do that with other cancers, you just have to wait for them to appear before you can do anything about them Whereas with colorectal cancer, you can treat it before it has even started That is, everyone, that is why everyone should do screening and only 50% approximately of the population actually do the free test when offered. So education is really key in preventing colorectal cancer.
1: Colorectal cancer is often actually preventable because of the adenoma carcinoma sequence, and we can pick up and remove adenomas using colonoscopy. The problem is currently that not enough people actively attend screening. Also, a while ago, you mentioned some inherited conditions, right, that can cause colorectal cancer. What do we need to know about these?
0: So there are two hereditary conditions that are important to know. One, is the familial adenomatous polyposis, also known as FAP, where there is a mutation of the APC, tumor suppressor gene, which is located on a chromosome 5q22. And this causes thousands and thousands of polyps, meaning there's 100% risk of patients having colorectal cancer. And another important one, the second important one to know, is Lynch syndrome, which is also known as hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer which is caused by a mutation of a mismatch repair gene such as MLH1 and MSH2 with subsequent microsatellite instability. So microsatellite instability is basically when small bits of gene which modulate growth and apoptosis are prone to misalignment and therefore apoptosis leading to colorectal cancer. This presents with proximal rather than distal colorectal cancer, so right-sided colon cancer, and is associated with other cancers like endometrial, ovarian and skin cancers, which is why it's important to ask in our family history if any other family members had colorectal cancer or any other cancer and which one that was.
1: Familial adamator's polyposis and Lynch syndrome In the first one, you get thousands of polyps, and in the second, you get other types of cancers associated with it, endometrial, ovarian, and skin. And you need to know about both of those for your exams. And that's it.
0: Yes, that's all for today. Amazing.
1: Hi everyone, this is
0: Sally, and here is your 30-second summary. Colorectal cancer is the third most common cancer in both men and women. The most common location for colorectal cancer is the rectosigmoid colon. It presents with a change in bowel habit rectal bleeding and weight loss. Unexplained iron deficiency in older individuals is also an indication to suspect colorectal cancer. Investigations include FBC for iron deficiency and faecal occult blood, which if positive, the patient needs to be referred under the two-week referral pathway. Diagnosis is confirmed via colonoscopy and biopsy. The definitive treatment for colorectal cancer
1: is surgical resection. Thanks for listening everyone.